Welcome to the Cashflow Guys Podcast. That's right. You heard the man. It's another week and I am here to help you learn to earn and get going to the next level. My name is Tyler Chef and I am your host and I hope you've had a great week. I hope you have made some cash flow. I hope you have really made it rain. It's been a busy week. We've got lots of things going on. I'm getting ready to, as the recording of this, I'm getting ready to head out to San Diego for the Traffic and Conversion Summit. I'm looking forward to that. And guys, education is one of those things you always got to be out there. Anytime you can have an opportunity to jump on the education bandwagon, get a little bit more knowledge and do it, you should do it. That said, today's episode is going to be, man, are you going to learn to earn this week? I'm telling you, we're going to keep it ridiculously simple. I have brought on someone I think this episode is going to be a game changer. For those of you that have shown an interest in investing in notes, you've listened to the episodes with Paige Panzarello, myself, Scott Carson, and myself. You found note investing intriguing, but you get in there and there's just so many different things. There's so many moving parts. It's overwhelming. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I got someone for you. With me today is Brett Berkey. He is one of the co-owners of a company called Paperstack. And you may not have heard of Paperstack. It's relatively new to the note space as far as as far as I'm concerned, but they've built this really cool platform for people like us to go on there, buy and sell notes. And but first of all, Brett, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you. Thanks for having me. I love the fact that your site, it seems like it's very um, transparent, which is really cool. Well, thank you. Yeah, we've worked hard on uh, trying to make it an easy thing to digest. You know, like minimalism is more, I guess, in the sense of, you know, trying to make it easy to go through the flow of from page to page. Yeah. Right. Appreciate that. So your audience, your avatar is basically the, the person that, that has notes to sell or the person that wants to buy notes. Yeah. So we try to be the facilitator of the transaction and uh, more, more like the eBay of the note space where we've okay. digitized the process for the buyer and the seller. And we want to be a closing house to provide transparency and legal trail for buyer and seller and to have a mediator in the middle to make sure no one's getting the upper hand, um, right. especially for the new time buyers. You know, they, we have a lot of them that come through and they like our process because it's a to-do list, like a to-do list literally. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. It's definitely, I've got a little bit of engineer brain going on. So for me, this is perfect. <laughs> you nice. know, I, could, I could go right through it, but I'm looking at one right now. It's a, a note that's up there. It's, it looks like it's a house uh, in Virginia. Okay. Probably one of those politicians that got in trouble. Nice. <laughs> Not paying their mortgage, who knows? <laughs> but anyway, it's a first, so I, it, it gives a snapshot. So you log into the site, it's, it's free to set up an account, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And you set up an account, I recall it being ridiculously simple, name, email, that type of thing. And I go in there, now I can see, just like eBay, I can see a couple pages worth of notes here that are for sale. Looking at the top one, I'm seeing that it's a single asset, it's performing. And for ladies and gentlemen, if you, know, if you don't know the difference between performing and non-performing, it's performing means basically they're paying their, their monthly payments. Non-performing means they're not that mm-hmm. simple. And in this case, this first one I saw come up is a note partial. Uh, it says, you know, 401k dream investment, note partial, no work required. It talks about its first lien position, 10% interest. It's in Virginia. There's a $43,000 principal balance. And then uh, the property is worth $193,000. So that looks like there's a ton of equity in that thing. Mm-hmm. And they're selling a partial for $32,000. So what does that look like? Wait, can, you, can you help me understand what the partial thing means? Sure. So how the partial thing works is that um, the note holder, the, the lender, I guess in this situation, right. is basically selling an income stream. So for example, if it's a 30-year mortgage, you got 360 payments. So what they do normally is I they'll take an REO, maybe 
gener- uh, create the paper. They'll, they'll make sure that the person's performing for a little bit. That's They call it seasoning. Just making sure that the person can stay in. They have a consistent job. And um, they will sell out. The, the reason they want to sell a partial a lot of times is to get their money back and then be able to go do it again. And so and then what they'll do is they'll take the payments like at the end. So how it will work is usually they'll sell either five years or seven years. And what they're basically just selling is just the income stream. And it's it's good for... Definitely self-directed IRA type people. Okay. The reason why that's good is because um, they don't have to deal with, you know, picking up hammers or dealing with uh, the borrower. They never have to talk to a borrower. If anything goes bad with the the borrower, the actual lender will step in and work it out with them. And so it's it's kind of like a hands-off thing. They're just basically all they're buying is yield, and that's the partial kind of play. Why would somebody want to sell a partial? I mean, it seems to me like if money's coming in, why mess with it? Why would it just as that to get one time cash to get cash now? Is that how that works? Yeah, to recapitalize. So they okay. want to get their money back out and be able to go do it again. Thank so, you. and another really interesting way that people do partials is this is this is uh, something that Eddie Speed actually taught was that usually what they'll do is they'll buy back at the end of the term. Say it was I don't know how many. Say they, they sold a hundred payments. Right. They will buy back the remaining 260 if it's a 30 year right. uh, with a hundred dollar investment. Cause that's the minimum investment that you can do within your, your IRA right. buy it back with their IRA and they'll collect the rest of the payment streams for the rest of the 260 months inside of their IRA. So that's, that's, that's the, that's a really, really sweet way of investing in partials and, and creating partials. Right. And that's a, uh, that's something that, you know, I, I can't take claims to. That's a, right, I, yeah. I learned that from Eddie speed. So in this claim, in this situation, this little 401k dream investment, it says they basically the sellers got wrote it all out, which is cool. I like that they're very mm-hmm. transparent. And it says choice one: invest twenty grand, twenty thousand two hundred, some change, and receive twenty five seventy three. So that would be your profit or your yield mm-hmm. over the forty eight, and that's forty eight monthly payments of four seventy four. So you give up twenty grand today, and you profit from what, if I understand this correctly, your profit on that twenty thousand dollar investment is twenty five hundred over four years. Mm-hmm. That's correct. And then choice two is uh, come in with thirty-two thousand, and you receive eighty-four hundred dollars over eighty-four months profit. So you got options there, right? You could buy either one of them. And logistically, with the with this, so I decide I want to do this, right? I'm going to do, let's say, option two. I'm going to come in and give you thirty-two, give thirty-two thousand dollars. What happens next with the seller and all that? How that works is that we have a you'd, you'd have to see the. The, the transaction timeline is what how that works. We basically have a area where the seller and the buyer they talk back and forth, and they'll they'll agree to terms. You know, this one with these the partials, they're not really negotiable. You know, because it's basically you're buying an income stream, so right. it's unlike a lot of the other assets on the platform. But what they'll do is they'll say, okay, do you agree to this term? Yes. Okay, we'll assign uh, a PSA purchase sale agreement. Right. Um, and so we'll do a purchase sale agreement between the buyer and the seller. As soon as they agree to everything, it'll start closing. They'll go through the, you know, just, just the, the process of, you know, they're not going to really, they'll sign the mortgage, but it's, um, it's, it's not the same process as with a regular closing, but okay. all that's done digitally in the back end. So these you are, guys do that or who does that? Yeah. So we have the, the system to automatically go through that. So all the things that people, they, people used to take it offline and I mean, they still do. They'll take it offline and they'll, they'll fax and they'll scan and they'll do all those things. But we, with our system, it's from indicative offer 
to the the disbursement agreement, the closing, everything's digital. Yeah, that's cool. And so that's the case of a partial that so that makes sense. And you guys handle the the transaction essentially in house or in the back end. Yep, and we we have an escrow company that we partner with so that the buyer doesn't have to worry about their money coming to us or directly to the seller. You know, it's it, everyone's protected in that sense. All right, boys and girls, I know you're hanging on every single word. So before we get too much farther in this episode, I want to give a shout out to our friends at Rentometer. Today's episode, as a matter of fact, is sponsored by Rentometer. Rentometer is your source for up-to-date rent information anywhere in the U.S. You can double-check current rents, research property investment opportunities. Rentometer even has a free trial that gets you access to all of their pro features, such as zip code and neighborhood searches and their Google Street View integration. Ladies and gentlemen, get over to rentometer.com. That's R-E-N-T-O-M-E-T-E-R, rentometer.com forward slash pro. Tell them Cashflow Guys sent you. Rentometer, thank you for sponsoring the show. Now let's get back after it. So they make an offer. I make an offer, and then the seller says yes or no. And then if they make, I'm going to liken this to buying a house. Let's say we make an offer mm-hmm. on your platform. The buyer says, okay, the seller says, yeah, it's great. We're going to do this. And then the next step is what we we put our money in escrow or do we start to like send over due diligence or what's that look like? Well, usually how it goes is on the platform. Someone will say, you know, they'll negotiate a little bit. And then right. if this seller agrees to the price, we, you know, they, they could say, Hey, do I get a due diligence period? You know, that's, that's we really leave that between them. You know, it's, right. uh, some people give a week, but you know, they have other bids. So they really, they really got to be fast with their due diligence. And what are they going to get? You know, O and E BPO, a lot of them have it, you know, that we encourage the sellers to provide that information. But again, it's trust, but, you know, verify that right. kind of that idea. So right. we integrate with uh, services out there that provide the BPO and the O&E report. We, uh, there's the BAG network, which is Dickie Baldwin. We direct him over there because he's really fast with getting it back. And so they do their due diligence. If everything pans out correct, usually they'll move forward to sign a purchase sale agreement. Right. And uh, agree on closing terms. So, but what you know, we do an escrow and an audit, or we not doing uh, escrow. Uh, we have some people that come on that actually know each other, and so they'll they'll bring the deal, and then they'll just they'll skip escrow, just mostly because they already know each other. They just want to use the transaction engine, right? So um, after they do that, once they agree to the the terms inside the, the the purchase sale agreement, you know, they they we have a standardized one that we've had our lawyers you know spend a lot of money designing it, so it's it's beneficial to both parties. Right. But if a seller or a buyer says, look, I got my way that I like my contract, we let them do that. And if they if both parties agree to that contract, they close on that. And after that, they're at a negotiation phase. Uh, it's those that asset, whatever it was, was, is locked out to every other buyer. And then they start the closing process. And that's a, a number of steps I could go through. It's mostly just, you know, providing what's your bank account when you're going to receive the payment, right. you know, you know, who, uh, who's your current, we just, rolled out who your current servicing information is. So you can, uh, the servicing transfer requests is automated now. They provide the re- mortgage recording information, which we're piping in soon from Simply File, which is a service. We'll pull that in and all that will be there. Then after all that's said and done, the buyer wires funds to escrow. That sits in the escrow account. Seller provides, ships the, the collateral file to an auditor and the auditor will review it and say, hey, this is what the seller said it is. This is, you know, wet ink, whatever. Once that's good, they, they upload copies on our platform. The buyer can look through it, say, okay, this is what the seller is. They can click and download color copies. If they're all good, they say, okay, I'll disperse my money. I agree to close this deal. Right. And the seller will say, okay, good. Now I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do the assignment. 
once they do the assignment, they have to get a notary. We have an online notary service where basically they just, the, the webcam on their phone or on their computer pulls up. We integrate with this company called Notarize and they notarize, digitally notarize the, the assignment of mortgage on the screen. Wow. And that's, uh, it's, it's legal in every state except Iowa. I don't know why, but wow. Iowa's coming around. And then after that, the seller executes the allonge on our platform. They sign the disbursement agreement saying, I'm good to move forward. After that, the auditor gets an alert saying, hey, seller's good, buyer's good. They put the collateral file in a shipping label that we provide through FedEx. Once that uh, file hits and changes inside of FedEx, we know because we tap into FedEx's API information. Once it changes from waiting to in transit, right. the money from the escrow account will go to the seller while the collateral file is going to wherever the buyer designated. I see. Okay. And the whole sh the whole process is done digitally, and um, it's a lot faster. We've had deals close, I think, like eight or nine days. You know, like just just really fast. If, you know, if, as long as they can get it done during the week and it doesn't include the weekend, right? They can move pretty fast. Very interesting. Now, from the seller perspective, so I'm a guy, and ironically, I just happen to actually be that guy. I sold a couple buildings of mine, a couple apartment buildings, and I know multifamilies in big demand right now. Mm -hmm. Uh, notes for multifamily. I've got some multifamily notes. And if I want to sell these notes instead of waiting for them, I can just go on paper stack. But how do I know what to ask? I mean, you know, do I ask other note? Is there any resources on your site that maybe help me make that determination? What do, as a note seller, how do I know what my asking price should be or my list price should be on a note? That's a good question. I mean, we, we are, we're, we're collecting data from, right. from everything that's been sold. And in time, we are planning to have enough of, enough of that data from you know previous sales to kind of it's kind of like how you have like a, a zestimate. We're gonna kind of we don't have a name for it, but you know we're gonna be using technology to determine those to kind of say, hey, look, based off this, based off your unpaid principal balance, the value, how long you've had it, is it performing, non, right. non-performing, all those different metrics. We've seen deals like this close in this range, so this is a good price. I see. Uh, so a lot of times we we don't suggests, you know, exactly, you know, we say, well, you know, this is what we've seen percentage of UPB. This is what it's selling at for those type of deals. I see. But a, a lot of times we, we have uh, sellers come on and say, we had one guy come on that he does his seller financing deals and they, they're nice houses. They're out of Texas. And he's just like, you know what, I'm going to set it at the, what I want to sell it for the highest amount, like almost like a, uh, at par. And right. he, you know, he's like, well, let them negotiate. And so I'm like, well, do what you want. That, that's yeah. actually a pretty good idea. <laughs> if, you, if you can get par, why not? You know? Right. Why discount it out of the right out of the gate? But right. so par, just because a lot of my a lot of my listeners are not heavily experienced in the business. What does par mean? Just at like whatever the your list price is. So if you okay. if you're if you know if you just originated it and you originated for two hundred thousand, you're selling it for two hundred thousand. You know, like, I see. Okay, I see. And is there any sort of uh, plans for, I guess, like a. a a message board or something like that where people like a community board or do you have a Facebook group or something where people can say like, if I had that question, I could, or I could say, Hey, I have this note that I just originated and two months in, they went non-performing. Uh, what, what should I list this thing at? What should I sell it for? Do you have any sort of resources like that or any plans to do that kind of thing in the future? Oh, uh, we, we have the support area. Um, we do have, uh, we don't, we haven't actually done that because you know, there's a lot of uh, note groups that do it really well. And so we, we haven't, we haven't uh, merged and like 
the education space, be, be, mostly because there's a lot of good ones out there. You know, right. like, you know, Scott's really good at what he does. Sure. And his, his group's really active. And I, I think some of the, there's so many facets to it in terms of, you know, you got the, you know, the ones that people, you know, originate papers. So that's, that's one way they do it. They have the CFDs, which are contract, contract for deeds. And that's, right. and then people have seconds. And the way people price things on seconds is based off like a multiple different factors, but like, you know, the unpaid unpaid principal balance or what is the value and what's the position on the first. And so there's, it's a lot of different facets to know. So we, we, we lean on the experts in those areas. And we do have, I do have people that, um, you know, all, all of each, you know, like, so first position, we kind of know, you know, pretty well. And then, but seconds, I, le- I have some guys that I lean on for that. They say, Hey, look, these are some ones that are on there and they'll tell, you know, they can go on the platform and say, Hey, these are priced you know, wrong, but we haven't run into that that much. Some of the sellers we have that are seconds people, they, they really know their stuff. You know, they're like, okay. they're pretty smart guys. Nice. So what I like about this is it seems it's just so easy to navigate. It's like, I can just sit there and go through it. I can tell you probably when we get off this call. I'm going to list one of my notes right now. I got a non-performer. Nice. I need to, I need to list it, get it moved. But nice. uh, this is, yeah, it's a good, it's good stuff. So have you had any issues with, or any situations where people aren't performing like they put in an offer and they're not you know, like the fly-by-nights. What I like about the nose business primarily is that I see it to be a little bit more honorable than the traditional real estate space where people, it's kind of a small world and everybody knows everybody, but do you have any like non-performance issues or things like that from buyers? Yeah, we do. And and we, we cater to that because, you know, it's, it's hard to build a platform because you have to have, you have to have both, right? You have to have the buyer and the seller. Sure. But at the same time, you want to have both of them be, you know, good parties. So it's it's something that we've we try to, you know, we work hard to get the sellers because you know we we know that they have the assets, and so right. we work just as hard to get the good buyers because we know if we have good buyers and good sellers, it's you know it's a har- harmonious thing. But we do have features within the platform where, as a seller or a buyer, I can abandon a transaction for you know any reason that I deem a reason I want to abandon it for, um, and then also we can. People, if someone's really doing something bad, they can you can add to a blacklist where they you know you just blacklist them off the site, and so then then they're they're gone, and so you you wouldn't have to deal with that person anymore. Um, we do you know help to monitor the conversation within the the timeline to kind of make sure that they're. I mean, it's kind of it's I don't know. It's kind of one of those weird things where we don't want to be too involved. You know, you're always going to have some guy that's you know just just mean or something like that, and you yeah, know, but yeah. that, that's just that's just regular life. So you know how much we how much we um, step in on that is you know, we're there if they need us. So we do have sellers say, Hey, can you, you know, the buyers, you know, holding my asset up and we give them, Hey, look, what are you trying to do with this? You know, some, you know, people will try to maybe, you know, take it and wholesale it and flip it somehow. Right. And that's not good. Cause you know that, you know, that's not being honest with the seller. And yeah. so we, we want the sellers to know that the buyers that are coming that are putting bids on their assets are actually going to execute, you know, we, we, you know, that they can, the seller can ask, Hey, you know, I want to see proof of funds, but even those can be fudged, you know, as people can make that up. So all this day and age, you got to go to Adobe account you're good to go. You can, they can fudge just about anything. Right. Like. Yeah. So it's, that, that part's tough, but we know we've had the people that have come and tried to, you know, the Christmas tree to site and make 10 offers. And, and I'm like, well, if you can close all 10 of these, that's great. But then they know that the, it kind of polices itself. You know, the right. sellers, they, the sellers see, Hey, these guys, you know, they're not good. And then they go away. Actually, it's funny because it, it, when we first started getting going, we had a lot of that, but now it seems to, we, we look and we're like, wow, those problems are disappearing. I guess people are just catching on that. Hey, you can't do that over there, you know, right. because you know, we're, we're a part of the, it's not like we're not seeing what's going on because we have the sellers talking to us. So it's like, okay, these guys are doing this and 
they can see, okay, we'll jump in on on the timeline and say, hey, you know, are you able to move forward with this deal? And it kind of looks, you know, okay, the platform is talking to me. Maybe if I am not going to do this, I should probably not, you know, not waste my time. Exactly. So, I was looking at your uh, your seller onboarding thing there, like become a seller, and it asks to import a tape. And for the new person, what's what's that mean when it says import a tape? Sure, a tape is a a giant Excel spreadsheet. <laughs> Say it nicely. <laughs> yeah, <Super> giant. Giant. <laughs> it comes from their servicer, which the servicer is a company that uh, a lot of note. Lend, the lenders, which I guess you, the note sellers, people that invest in notes, they call them lenders. You know, right. that's what they are. They use a servicer to keep them in compliance with uh, the law, and then also to collect payments and to do sometimes loss mitigation. Which that really matters which servicer you're with. Some do it differently, right. but they manage all this information within a tape. And a tape is a giant Excel spreadsheet, and it provides all the data such as uh, the loan ID payment history, uh, the addresses, the borrower's name, the purchase time, uh, when it was originally purchased, maturity date, when the next payment is, all these different metrics that an investor would have to know to make a, a good offer. And so we, we integrate, we have mapped multiple different types of tapes from servicers. Um, so that as a, you know, one of the hardest part for someone who's trying to sell their notes is, you know, designing the listing and making it look good and having to import the data. Oh, yeah. And we, we knew that because we had a pilot program for a year and we had, you know, sellers that would, would come, they put it on and, you know, it was, um, it could, it could end up like a lot of work if you had, you know, a hundred that you're trying to list. That's, oh, yeah. a, lot of, that's a lot of, you know, imp, inputting. And so what we decided, well, if the, if the tapes are always standardized from the servicer, we will map the data points on the tape and all they have to do is click their servicer. And when they add their tape, It'll, you know, the, we provide them with a secret email address, like right. it's a, a long string email address. They just attach their, attach their tape from the approved servicer and it imports it automatically. So then all the assets will be listed there from, they had two to a thousand. It'll import everything automatically. And that's what, that's what the seller onboarding is for, just to understand two, are you a seller? The fact they have a tape that, you know, that comes from their servicer right. helps, helps to uh, validate that they're not just, you know, finding this tape on the streets and trying to, you know, hawk up other, other people's assets and try to, you know, not actually be the representative of the principal or the actual person. You know what I mean? Exactly. Exactly. It pro- provides that, um, I guess, again, the word escapes me at the moment, but basically makes it legit. Yeah. We, you know, like validity. Yeah. Like, you know, another thing too, is like when the seller onboards, we, you know, we get it, we get an email saying, Hey, there's a new seller onboarding. And, you know, they don't have a, they don't have a tape. You know, some people don't, we, we ask questions, you know, what, why don't you have a tape? You know, and you know, where, what, where, why are you, you know, we kind of like, you know, we, we kind of just, we do our back channeling just to kind of just look around and say, okay, you know, is this a guy that we've heard of that we know is in the industry? Cause it's, right. know, it's still a small industry. We can kind of sure. say, oh yeah. Okay. And some guys, they, the seconds guys, mostly they, they have different metrics that they, they kind of, they all like hack together their own tapes. You know, they kind of have all the first position, the CLTV, the LTV, ACL TV, and all these different metrics that they 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 need to know. <laughs> yeah, and they need to know that so that they can run their numbers. And so we understand that. So we've created a, a kind of a standardized data tape with, okay, if you want to upload your stuff, here are the data points we need, and then we can put it in there. So Interesting. Yeah, I, boy, that really makes it real simple. I'm looking at another one here. You got a little duplex and you get, they got the BPO. So I imagine that's just stuff just imports off of yeah. that, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So we have, um, so when they have a, they have a dashboard and so they can see all their, their notes and they can see all the bids. So they can kind of run a, like a trade desk, you know, they, they basically can see based off each asset who has the highest bid, but there's also a place where they can add, you know, documents 
they can set the privacy levels. So do they, cause you know, some people don't want to be sharing the note to everyone, but you know, they, they can, you know, in the transaction, if they're like, okay, this guy's already done a, a couple of the steps ahead of time, I will go ahead and share with them the payment history or I'll go, go sh- share with them a copy of the note. You know, a lot of them want to see that. Um, but they're able to share those documents. And some of the things, I don't know which one you were looking at, but you know, they'll, ha- they will have it front facing like a, a BPO or I'm looking at one right now that has the loan history summary. So you know, this, I guess it's the payment history. Yeah. So this is great. I can see all the payment history, which actually, you know, it's, it's, it's a good thing for someone to understand, especially on a second. Man, wow, this is pretty good. I mean, this is pretty good. I got to say, I enjoy this. And he probably got one of those uh, new seller emails from me. Nice. <laughs> here in the site going, Oh, look, there's a fan. There's a shiny button. I'm going to push that one. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> This is cool. I'm really, I'm, I'm enjoying going through this myself because as far as the brass tacks of getting stuff done, that's always been my partner Paige's job. That's mm-hmm. what she does. Her, and she manages that team. So yeah. for me, I'm just, I'm basically the money raiser and, and I weigh in when she, when uh, she wants to bounce stuff back and forth. But uh, so this has been good for me because I'm really mm-hmm. getting a good, uh, it's one thing to, to watch somebody else do it or be part of a team where somebody else does it, but to actually do it yourself is a whole different thing. So what I like, and those of you listening to the show is this is not scary. Okay. You can actually go in there and poke around and look at stuff and look at documents and you can take your time and there's no pressure. That's yeah. what I like about it, you know? So yeah, we've had a lot of people that have come through. So we, we've talked to a lot of different self-directed IRA groups right? and we are integrating with them now for them to fund the deal directly from the platform. Say, yes, this is my self-directed IRA company. Boom. We know what they need. And we know that every, um, most self-directed IRA companies, the custodian, which is the person who manages their account, will, will right. need certain documents. They want, to, they want to see a copy of the assignment. They want to see a copy of the purchase-sale agreement. Uh, and they'll want to see a copy of the note. And I think that's, I think that's everything. And so we know, okay, if, if once they click, I'm going to be investing for my self-directed IRA, we know, okay, these are the documents they're going to need. And this will help to speed up the due diligence because right. last thing we want is the seller to get stuck in a deal where the person saying I'm direct, I'm investing with my self-directed IRA. And then it holds it up two weeks because now they have to go do all the things that how it was done. But now, because we know they're coming from a self-directed IRA, we know as soon as they start doing the boxes, checking the boxes that they're ready to you know, purchase a certain asset, exactly. we can send that automatically over to the custodians. You know, the first time it's always kind of tough because, you know, the, because, you know, we, well, who's the custodian, who's the person we need to talk to. Right. But as we've learned more with the couple that have gone through, we know, okay, here's the point of contact. Here's their email address. This is what they need. So, and they know that for this deal to close, they need to take action because the seller's waiting. They got other offers, you know? Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. And uh, what was the other thing? So like we, we have had people that have never bought a note before. We, we get a lot of those, you know, we get a lot of those that are like, they've gone through and it's like, wow, they're like, this is great. I've, I've never bought a note before. At the end, they're like, what's a servicer? What do I need to do now? So, <laughs> you know, it's like some of those I like to get on the, you know, get on the phone with them and say, Hey, look, you know, this is your first time buying a note. You might want to look into some forced place insurance, you know, protect your house. And, you know, if the, if the house burns down, you're out of luck, you know, like that's uh, that's on you. So that, and maybe want to get a professional servicer and, you know, we kind of try to, you know, we still have the chat box open there and at any time, which is really cool, they can come back to the chat and say, Hey, you know, the, the, the transaction stays around. They just have to see in their, their dashboard. They go to their closed transactions. They can see every single one that, that closed. So if they actually have to go back and get it, get the information, there's a files tab and all the files is, are there for them. So it's, it's easy for the first time buyers. That's what, uh, That's I don't know. What's cool about it. Do you yeah. guys get involved in the forced place insurance or is that usually handled by the servicer or by the note owner themselves? We haven't, we haven't done that yet. You know, we, we probably will never get involved, but we, what we are going to do is once the deal close closes, we are, um, 
we have in the works, it'll probably be out in, I guess, this summer, but like a, a, a folder that will come out and it will mail it to them and basically say, hey, you know, you know, thanks for closing your first deal. Here's some information. Here's some of the things you should do. And then, you know, here's some force place insurance companies you should probably look into. Nice. Yeah. And so we, we haven't got that far yet, um, but it's, it is something we thought of, you know, especially for the, especially for the new guys. Cause we can see uh, a lot of times I can tell because of the questions they ask, what is a servicer? Right. Okay. That's, that's a, that's someone that hasn't probably done any, a lot of closings <laughs> yet, but right. we do have at the end. Uh, now we have uh, the servicer transfer recording. So, you know, we, we're trying to work with servicers saying, Hey, look, these people, if they don't have a servicer, we want to send this to somebody. And so right. we're trying to develop those relationships to say, well, who, who's a good servicer? And you know who wants to retain this information? And also, too, we're trying to say to the buyer, "Hey, look, if you don't have servicing, does the seller maintain the servicing? Because nothing looks weirder to a borrowers when they get another letter saying, well, I got to pay you now.' You know, like you know, like you know, it's, yeah. you want to keep that there. It, it breaks the flow of their, what they're normally doing. If now they got to you know change stuff in their actual bank to who they send their money to, you know, like you know, that's true. Um, that's a good point. You know, it's, it's kind of no, no hiccups. Just let it, you know, it was going good. Let it keep going good. You know, <laughs> you keep know, it simple. Yeah. Keep it simple. Yeah. Just that's, uh, that's what we're trying to do. That's good stuff. And I, so the documents, those of you listening, the documents are, for, there's a ton of information for each individual note. And obviously each seller provides different things. And, and as you had said, Brett, they choose to show different things for whatever reason. But if there's something that you're not getting, the cool thing is you can immediately send a message to the seller going, Hey, can I see it? Have you done a BPO? And if so, can I ask, can I see a copy or you know, is there force placed insurance and already in place or what's that look like? And what are the coverages or how much did that cost? You can ask these questions because the beautiful thing is, you know, people don't, sometimes a lot of deals get done out in the real world that their communications lacking. Mm-hmm. People don't ask the questions, they make assumptions, but this gives you a very non-confrontational, easy platform to be able to talk back and forth with the seller, no judgment, just kind of figure stuff out. And I actually have one of my students working with a, a seller off of this because he wants yeah. to be a note investor. I think you know Kevin Glang. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, he's had some great conversations with note sellers where, you know, through the platform and whatever to help him because he's new to the, to the note space. And I told him, I said, you need to get to the point to where you're comfortable. And by doing that, you need you need to take some action. Let's get on the phone. And he did. And it worked out real good for him. Granted, he hasn't made a purchase yet, but I think that's, that's around the corner. So, yeah, no, he's a, uh, so we do have a, we do have a feature because like, I've talked to him and I think like I'm going to come out to on the 20th. I think that there's a meetup in Tampa. Yeah. So I know he's going to be there. I want to come out and meet him. And there's a couple other buyers that are uh, here. She's yeah. one that's been on the platform. And so it'd be nice to come. You know, it's, you know, it's an hour away. Sure. So if we're going to come out, um, but yeah, I, um, we do have ways for the the buyers and the sellers to talk not only through chat and, and then they can do through email. Like if they, if they respond to an email that they got sent to them that came from paper stack, right. they, they can respond back and it shows up on the timeline. Our main goal is to make sure that everything that's said, it's not a, he, he said, she said, uh, well, where, who, when did you say that? I didn't remember that. We, we also provide a feature where they can click on the platform and it'll, it'll call the other person from paper stack. Wow. We'll be able to record, like record it, in case they ever have to go back for any legal issues. Hey, they said this was in the the, the, the documents. Well, okay, when did they say it? They said it in the phone call. All right, let's go back and listen to the phone call. So they, they have all that information there, so that both buyer and seller are protected. You know what I mean? This is beautiful. I love this. Yeah. This is really cool. I dig this. Yeah, this is exciting because, like I said, coming from the outside looking in, it's daunting. A lot, a lot of people, they, they freaked out about investing in notes. They're like, guys, it's, it doesn't have to be rocket science. I know sometimes 
we, you know, in the business world, we tend to make things more challenging than they actually are. Yeah. But, you know, the service really dumbs us down. I mean, if you, the documents are there. If you don't have them, ask for them. Uh, you can communicate with the servicing companies. I like that. Like I've got a couple notes that, that I originated this year are with Madison Management. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Kevin so, Cordell. Yeah. So uh, they Shantae Duffy. Yep, Shantae. Sure. She's awesome, by the way. Yeah, and she... Paige referred me over to her as I'm, as I'm venturing through this. And normally, see, I'm a guy that I don't usually sell anything. This is the first year in quite a while that we've actually sold anything. So we've been, we like to hang on to them long term. So uh, oh, I get it. Yeah. You know, we have hard assets, uh, multifamily apartment buildings. But uh, so this has been great. Anything you want to add to uh, before we wrap up here? This has been fantastic, by the way. But, I mean, we're all, you know, there's, uh, there's, I mean, I guess there's, you probably, had, you've, I know you've had a lot of the other node educators and Paige and Scott and Eddie yeah. and, so, I mean, there's a lot of great education out there. We're, they, really, we're like the execution platform. You know, so once they learn the stuff, they learn what they need to know. Right. Uh, I mean, it's, it's literally a to-do list. When you look at the transaction, like people, before when we launched the pilot, we were like, well, what do I do next? It's like, you know what? We need a to-do list. And literally, it is, you can't move to the next thing without doing the thing before that. Right. So there's no way to screw it up. Like, you can't go to step one and skip step three and four, and, and, uh, and then all of a sudden, you you didn't sign something that, that is vital. So that's, right. that's one thing for the new, new investors is like, Hey, look, we, we made it so simple that, I mean, literally you can just follow the checklist and, and be good. I would say if they're new, I mean, I would say f find the style of investing you're looking to do. So a lot of people are either performing people or non-performing some or both, but what's your exit strategy? You know, some people only invest in certain States, you know, knowing those things are important. Like, are you looking for judicial or non-judicial states with ha that have hardest hardest um, hit funds and stuff? So, like, right. uh, you know, knowing I would say know what you want to do before you, you start investing. So that's important because what's your exit? We have a safe search. Choose what kind of asset type you like, either first position or second position, or single assets or pools, and then you can save a safe search. So anytime those assets types are on the platform, you'll get an automated email that comes to your inbox, and you'll. You know, if you're on top of it, you can be the first one to bid. So it's it's a way for staying on top of what's out there without having to daily check to see what's out there. You know? Nice. That's kind of like what we have in the MLS. It'll send you out uh, things yeah. to pop on and stuff like that. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, same type of idea. Yeah. Right. This is awesome. I I wonder, did I meet you at Pages Note Course in Tampa? I don't remember. I met some guys from Paperstack there. I don't remember if you were amongst them. Yeah, I was. I would think I was. So we had Rick did the uh, the education of just like regular note stuff. And then um, I did a demo. I was the guy who did the demo. Oh, then we did meet in Tampa. Yeah. I, yeah, I think I sat behind you. Yeah. Yep, so we were, you, yep. I, was, I was in the very back. Yep. I was trying to get the back table, but you stole it from me, man. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I retained that since like, you know, you know, grade schooling. I, I was always sitting in the back. Just, it gives me an easy way to get out of there. You know, something. Exactly. I don't know what it is. I'm that guy too. And these days they start shooting. It gives you a place to hide, right? <laughs> there you go. There's the closest to the exits. Yeah. Right. So the next time, next function that you're going to be at is March 7th. And guys, if you're interested in coming out to that event, it's called Note Lunch. It's going to be March 7th in Orlando. Be myself, Scott Carson, folks from Paperstack. Uh, it's got some IRA companies coming out. It's going to be a good time. And we're talking about note investing, raising money, all that good stuff. So hope forward, look forward to seeing you guys out there. Brett, that was awesome, man. I really appreciate you coming on the show today. I'm so glad to be a part of it. Thank There's you. Tons of tons of value. And uh, folks, get on the site. And it's Paperstack, by the way, is S-T-A-C, not K or C-K. It's paper, as in the word paper, Paperstack, P-A-P-E-R-S-T-A-C. 
stack.com paperstack.com get over there take a look at it poke around look at some of the, the files that are there available if you got notes you want to sell or you're thinking about selling something you're going to do seller financing or things like that think about this way guys you can sell and finance a property then turn around and sell the note and get your cash you know there's all kinds of possibilities so yeah. again so Brett, good, thank you so much. yeah man, thank you so much for having me thank you all right folks we're going to wrap it up there and if, as as always, if you have not reached out to me, we haven't talked on the phone, if I haven't helped you get unstuck and you're stuck, then do so. Go to cashflowguys.com forward slash ask Tyler. Book a call with me. we we'll walk you through these different processes. You want to learn about notes. You want to learn about multifamily, single family, whatever. Get on the phone with me. Let me get your questions answered. Get you pointed in the right direction. If you need help with marketing or whatever, we can sit down, have a conversation and bring that value to you. That's absolutely free of charge. No, there's no upsell or pitch, nothing like that. It's just my way of giving back to the community because the community has been so good to me. So uh, that's a more rapid there this week, guys. I hope that you got a lot of value out of this and we will catch up with you next week. This concludes today's episode. You don't have to wait till the next episode to learn to earn. Head over to CashflowGuys.com and contact Tyler and his team for more powerful tips and ideas. So you can start generating multiple streams of income and escape the rat race.